God. Everybody say with God. Ye are God's husbandry, he says, and uh, ye are God's building. Laborers together with God. Everybody say all things together. And say together with God. We're in this thing with one another and we're in this thing with God and God is in this thing with us. Can you shout amen? I want to tell you we cannot fail. If we do this God's way, we cannot fail. If we stay, we stay locked up in this thing and locked up to one another and linked to one another, loving and praying for one another and, and, a, and have a grip on God, we cannot fail. We are going to make it and we are going to not only just be conquerors, but the Bible says more than conquerors. Let's put our Bibles down and we want to ask the blessings of the Lord upon this lesson here tonight. Father, we come to you. I pray, Lord, touch the mind of your servant. Anoint my mind. Let me hear the voice of God. Oh, sweet spirit of the Lord, rise up in your servant tonight and speak God your words. I pray that our minds, Lord, can understand, our ears hear. Our heart receive uh, like a fertile ground the word of God. Let it take root in our lives. God, bind us together. Make us one, Lord. Oh, we ask it, Father. We call upon you. We are labors together with you, God. Jesus, we pray it and ask it in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody say amen. May the Lord bless you. And you can be seated. I want to tell you that uh, one of the uh, one of the weaknesses or or signs of uh, immaturity of a church body, what Paul the apostle is speaking about here, is when individuals of the body uh, must uh, seek after or must have special recognition. Let me tell you, when uh, when men when the when the church is praising and people are praying through and things are being done and everybody is working in their little place in the body of Christ is. Paul the Apostle speaks about uh, in, an, in another chapter. And he says, can the foot be the hand? And, uh, and uh, can the ear be the eye? And, and the mouth be the nose? And he goes on and he says, he says, no, but we need every part of the body. And we need everything to function properly. He says, and, and, and then we, we begin to give special recognition to special parts of the body. He says, but let me bring some attention to you. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Paul says, let me bring something to your attention, something that you don't recognize as being very important, but let it get hurt, let it get infected, let something go wrong with it, and all of a sudden, it becomes a very important, vital part, right? You, you probably don't think about your little finger much, but let it get smashed with a hammer. Then all of a sudden, everything you touch, every word you go, it seems like everything that you do, you don't think about your stomach muscles, but pull one of them and find out how often you actually use them even though they're, they're not in the forefront and nobody real really gives recognition to that you know we only give recognition of how pretty the face is and what does the face really do nothing but look pretty smiles every once in a while 
If you didn't have core muscles in your body, you wouldn't be able to function. If the muscles in your legs and arms weren't right, you wouldn't be able to function. And so Paul is talking about the body. He's trying to uh, get across to the church of Corinth that we are all in this together. And we are in this with God. And uh, you, you can see, as I was mentioning earlier, a weakness in the body of Christ is when that body begins to give special recognition maybe to this one over here or to that one over there while they ignore everything else. Paul the apostle, one of the greatest apostles that ever lived, he says, who is Paul? Who is Apollos? Who are we? One plants and another waters, another teals, another does whatever needs to be done. But it's only God that can give the increase to the church. And he sums that up by saying there is a revelation that we must get a hold of as the body of Christ and that we are all equal in his sight. But what is so important as well is that we understand that no matter how insignificant you may think your place is in the body of Christ, it is as important as any other position and God deems it valuable and important. We are all Paul's. We are all Apollos's. And we all work with God. And we all labor together. And God increases us through that. The body of Christ that is going to grow is going to be a body of people who learn this. Who truly learn how to love one another. No matter what our differences are, no matter what our little quirks are, our little oddities, if you please. And, and, uh, and we all have one. And if you think you don't have one and you see everybody else's, your oddity is that. You're just odd. But we all have differences and do things different and think different. And, and our lives were formed differently. But when we join into the body of Christ, we become one. And we learn to love one another no matter what. And accept one another no matter what. And be patient with one another. Oh, God help the preacher tonight. I pray that somehow we, we can get a hold of this. Uh, that we are the healing unit for a hurting humanity. And even though we have the Holy Ghost and baptized uh, in Jesus' name, uh, there are people in the body of Christ. Uh, in fact, every one of us uh, have our own situations, uh, our own difficulties, uh, our own problems. Uh, it might be with school. Uh, it might be a relative. Uh, it might be a marriage. It might be children. It might be a job. Uh, it might be physical or mental, emotional or spiritual. It, there is such a vast area that you and I walk in this world every day and face difficulty every day. The church ought to be a healing body. The church ought to be a place that I can walk in and let my guard down. I can walk in and not be afraid to be judged. I can come here and be loved by the brother, loved by the sister because we're all in this together and we're just trying to make it to heaven.
I try not to judge because I want to tell you there's too much in my life that can be judged. Judge not lest you be judged. And I'm not bearing off on that. It's not the point tonight. The point is we work together as a body. We are a unit. And and the level of maturity of the church is revealed in how much that can be manifested amongst the body. Maturity of a church will destroy discord amongst the body. A mature church will do away with division. A mature church will not allow someone to tear somebody else apart or to tear them down. It'll be more of a, what are you talking about? What are you saying? None of us are perfect. We all have faults. We all have failures. But we are in this together, but not alone. I love how Paul wrapped it up. He said, we're in this together with God. Another word with Paul is saying, if God can accept me, why can't you accept me? If God can love me, why can't you love me? If God will work with me, why can't you work with me? Oh, let's love him together. Come on, let's love him together. I praise you, sweet Holy Ghost. It is pastor's desire, it is God's desire that in 2019 this church comes together greater than it ever has. We worship well together, we really do. We work well together. I think overall we love one another for the most part. But, you know, pastor knows things. <laughs> yeah, there you have it. That a lot of people don't, uh, don't know and... And, and so God has to, us, God has to touch him every once in a while with a little dose of sanity, so that he doesn't go insane. But God has to also back me up every once in a while and say, "Son, quit looking at the little things and look at the whole and see what I'm doing in the midst of my body." The church is going to begin to mature. It's going to begin to show itself strong. People are going to begin to see it. It's the reason why Jesus Christ said this. He said, the world are going to know that you are my disciples by your love one to another. I want to tell you the greatest sign of the true church in the last days is when a group of people come together from every nationality, every background, every culture, every race, and we come together as one voice, one power, one might, and we begin to conquer the adversary and the ways of the devil. The sign of the end time church is not going to be miracles. It's not going to be signs and wonders. Oh yes, don't misunderstand me. The church will have those, but so will the false church. The devil will appear as an angel of light. He will call fire from heaven. He will heal diseases, yet he will be the adversary himself manifested in the flesh. But in that church, there will be no love. There will only be arrogance. There will only be see me, praise me, talk about me, bless me. But in God's church, It's going to be the sign of the end time, you hear me? Because the devil's going to do everything he can to rip this thing apart. 
to tear us apart, to bring isms and schisms and doubts and fears and all of these different kinds of things. And they're all, you know what? Most of the time they're absolutely true, they're real, and they're right. But I promise you, you got as many problems in your life as I've got in mine. As many hang-ups and weaknesses and faults and failures. So why don't we just link together and do what Paul the Apostle here says and say there are no Pauls, there are no Apollos. We are in this together with Jesus Christ. We are going to be a church the world cannot tear apart. My God have mercy. Gossip will not rip apart. Discord will not exist. We will come together and be that strength in the inside. That end time, the strength of love. And that is when men are going to see. And that is when men are going to be drawn to. They're not going to be drawn to all of the all of the fluff and all of the glamour and all of this stuff. Not when tribulation comes. Not when hard times really hit. Not when everything starts falling apart. They're going to look for a people. Who know how to love one another and love their God. And be patient and judge not. That's what they're going to look for. Because I want to tell you lives are about to start falling apart. I'm not talking about ours. Although some of them might as well. I'm talking about this world. Lives are going to start falling apart. People are going to look for a, a place of security. A place where they can come. And, and, and not... Not their sins be overlooked, but their sins be washed away. And that no matter what my past is, I am accepted and I am loved. I need, I need to try to get to my message tonight. The Bible says that we are laborers together. Everybody say, with God. Tell your neighbor, God needs you. Need you. You're more valuable than you think. Tell your neighbor, God cannot save this world without you. It's the truth. It's absolutely the truth. No angelic being of any kind including God himself, has ever preached this gospel. When he was ready to preach it, he created himself a body so that he could use a man to deliver this gospel. When he was ready to deliver his word in the Old Testament, he didn't speak out of the heavens and deliver his word to a people. He chose a man, and he called him out, and he gave him the word. He said, now go deliver that word. Not one time ever, anywhere in the word of God, was the heavenly gospel of any form or fashion ever ministered to man except by another man. It's how God does it. Matthew chapter 9, verses 37 and 38. Then said he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous. Everybody say there's a lot of souls. The harvest is plenteous, 
but the laborers are few. Now think about this. Then the Lord Jesus says, pray ye therefore. Pray ye therefore. Why? Because we're, we're in a lost world and we have too, many, too few of people to work in it. So God said, pray ye therefore. The Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Why? Because like Paul the apostle said, we are in this together with God. God is the Savior. God is the deliverer. You cannot do it. You can't deliver a single person. You can't save a single person. But God cannot deliver them or save them until they have heard the gospel. And they can only hear the gospel from you. The angel Gabriel came and he said to Mary, you're going to have a baby. He showed up in other places. Angels showed up in other places. But when the gospel was preached, it was always by man. Mark 16 and 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working. Everybody say, with them. God didn't go out and do the work. He sent laborers out to do the work. But we're in this together with God. Everyone say all things together. We're in this together with God. The Lord working with them. Confirming the word with signs following. I'm going to tell you when the church is going to arise. And miracles and divine deliverances and healings are going to happen. It's when we wake up and realize we're in this together. And we're in this with God. God, and if we'll go together, God will go with us, and God will confirm His word. Notice what the Bible says. God will confirm his word. He will not speak it. He will not say it. That comes from us. But when we open our mouths and begin to preach or teach and we lay hands and we bless, God's in this with us. He'll step into our midst and he will confirm his word. Oh, come on, let's love him, let's love him. Second Corinthians 6 and 1. We then, as workers, what? What? As workers together with him. Beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. They're out reaching the loss. And they said, we are working with you. We are tilling the ground. We are trying to reach your city. And then they say, but we're doing this with him. Don't receive God's grace in vain. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, part of our text. Listen. 
For we are laborers together with God. So we kind of spoke on that a little bit. We are laborers together with God. Paul the Apostle also says that we are God's husbandry. And we are God's building. We are God's, and I, 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 got, I grabbed this in the uh, ESV version. I have no idea what those letters stand for, but I like the way they wrote it. For we are God's fellow workers. You are, listen, you are God's field. And you are God's building. That word husbandry there, it means to be, to be tilled, to be cultivated. Listen, God put a lot of work in you. I mean, look at you. Sister Jocelyn, oh my God, how much work God did in you. I remember when you first showed up, I said, Hannah. Baby, go find someone else. I really didn't say that. I just thought it. No, I didn't think it either. Talk about work. <laughs> but today, one of our finest, and I, I truly believe, and I know you. You live at my house like everybody else almost. I know you. One of our finest, but oh, the work. Chance, dope smoking, beer drinking, dope peddling, no good, piece of bad stuff. But look at the work that God did. Bro, you were up here leading. A gospel song tonight in an apostolic church. Only God can do that. We can choose that. We choose every one of you. Jennifer, I've watched God do wonderful things in you over the years. I've watched God change people, create you, beat the junk out of you. Why? You're here. You are his husbandry. You are his field of labor and he went to work in your life now he comes to us tonight and he says now we do this together there's a harvest that needs to be reaped but I can't do it alone I've got to have my church why because my church is my building it is my structure it is my presence in the, in the world. It is the power of my word walking amongst men. I need the church. God says we are laborers together with him. And that's how we get him in our midst. We labor. Trying to figure out how I'm going to say this nicely. I have that problem, Carol. You'll see that as we go along. Sometimes I don't temper it. So just hang in there. 
The reason why some of you don't feel God so much in your life because you're busy harvesting your own crop. Working in your own fields. Tending to your own needs. And the Lord makes it plain. Seek you first. The kingdom of God. He said, now I'll add all these other things. Watch me now. What did the Lord say? Seek first the kingdom of God. I'll add these things to you. And another place he adds to that and he says... Men shall give to you. They will give from themselves and they will give unto you. What is the Lord saying? You work my field, I'll send other men to work your field. You get busy doing my business, and I'll make sure others take care of your business. We're in this together, God said. He said, I called you out of the midst of them. I separated you from darkness. I brought you into my marvelous light. He said, separate yourself. Come out from among them. Touch not. He said, the unclean thing, I receive you unto myself. We've got to understand we are already the ones that have been picked. We're the ones that have been worked on, shaping, put together. The potter, he, he molded the old clay, and now he's got a worker. But we've got to reach the world, and we can only do this together. We can't let Carleen Grace be the only soul winner. We're all soul winners. There's nothing special about Paul the Apostle, and there's nothing special about Corlin Grace. Except she has prayer meetings in her house every week. She talks to co-workers and her friends, probably a couple of enemies as well. Best place to have an enemy is in a prayer meeting. That's all. Nothing special. Just laboring. And when you start laboring, he shows up. You know why? Because he said, we are laborers together with him. So the moment we start laboring, he said, I'm not going to let you work by yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, they were walking down the street. Jesus had died and resurrected. He had revealed himself a few times. Some of his disciples were walking down the street. We don't know what they were talking about at first. But then the Bible says they started talking about God. The moment they started talking about God, he showed up. Somebody talking about me. We in this together. What's going on? When you start working and laboring in the kingdom, listen. You do your way. God has blessed you. You have your gift. Use it for his kingdom. And watch him show up in your life. It might be something as simple as God blessing you with a van. And you just make it up in your mind that you're going to bring five little, little project children to the house of God every Sunday. And have them in Sunday school because mama not going to bring them. Daddy's an alcoholic. Mom's a drug addict. 
That's the only thing they have to grow up in. What do you think they're going to become? Unless you can get them in a Sunday school room somewhere. And a Sunday school teacher can talk to them about Jesus. And I know they're going to hear the mess when they go out. But at least there's another voice back there somewhere in their head. And don't you think for a minute, Moses, that just a couple of years in the presence of God won't make a difference when you turn 40. And you're ready to make decisions that could destroy your life. That the power of God can't step back into your life and cause you to make the right decision. And to choose the afflictions of God's kids over the pleasures of the world. Everybody say all things together. I, I, I have to come to a close. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 10. For we are his workmanship. Lord have mercy. He's still working in me. To make me what I ought to be. Can't quite hit the K of nine. Key of nine. Uh. It took, him, it took him just a little while to make the moon and the stars. Da 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 da. He's still working on us. Amen? He's still working on us, Carol. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. How? Unto. Good works. People, we need to wake up. Do you know the only thing people preach on, not about works, not about works. Well, it's because they're ignorant. And I'm using that word as unlearned, not stupid as in an ugly way. Let me tell you, the Bible's all about works. Not that you can be saved by works, lest you boast. It's the grace of God. But once you're saved, it's all about works. Do you know when he judges the seven churches in the book of Revelation? Do you know what he tells every one of them? The very first words he says to them, I know your works. The very first thing he says, I know your works. I've watched you. I'm going to reward you. You better find out what's going to get rewarded in heaven. He's going to reward you according to your, it's the word of God. We get in this thing. We're not saved by works. You can't be good enough to be saved. You can't do enough to be saved. You can burn your body, Paul the Apostle said. It won't save you. But when you are saved, God says, okay, now we are laborers together in this thing. Now let's go to work. Get up. Let's go to work. We are, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus Unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Labors together. I am his field. I'm his husband. He, he harvests me. He harvests you. He went into the field of the world and he brought you Harvest you. You were the grape. He plucked. And left the others on the vine. But he chose us. Because he trusted us. He trusted us. That we would. In turn. Labor. 
could stand. We're God's building. Know ye not that you are the temple of God? We know these scriptures. The Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Listen, God goes places because you bring him. I know he's omnipresent. I know that. But I'm going to tell you right now, the only way people are going to be touched and moved by God is because someone gets in their life and brings God to them. I've had a few people say, well, I, I know I was just in my bedroom and God, man, God came to me. Let me tell you something. If God came to you and touched you in a special way, and a man, when I say man, I hope you understand, I mean man or woman. This crazy world we live in. And, and there wasn't a man with you. There was one praying somewhere. God didn't just move on you. God moved on you because somebody was calling your name. Somebody was interceding from you. Some grandmother somewhere, some grandfather, some dad, some mom, some friend. Some co-worker called your name out in prayer. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Closing with this. And I say unto thee, Matthew 16, 18, I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Me and you, Peter, hell's not going to defeat us. That's what he's saying. When me and you get together, God says, when me and you get together, ain't nobody, nothing in hell going to defeat us. Not when we start working. Because when I begin to work for the kingdom of God, the favor of God comes upon me. The presence of God is there. He comes into my midst and begins to work, and he's going to make sure everything works out. I'm going to tell you when I get in trouble. I get in trouble when I'm taking care of my own vineyard. I'm taking care of me. Let's make me better. That's when I get in trouble. Make bad decisions. I go to the wrong places. Make friends with the wrong people. Invest the money in the wrong places. Buy the wrong dog. That's right, Sister Jones. I got my eye on you. Tricked me into taking them too much. Thirteen years later. Them dogs will not die. You hear me? I love my dogs. I'm just kidding. I want to go one more verse. I'm done right here. Ephesians 2.20. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom are all the building fitly, fitly framed together, groweth unto the holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye are also built together as a habitation of God through the Spirit. You can't get away from this. It's about being together. It's what's going to produce the most powerful move of God that we have ever experienced. It's when we learn to love one another and we learn to begin to labor with him 
in the kingdom. You want God's blessings on your finances? Go to work for him. I'm telling you, he pays good. And his benefits are out of this world. <laughs> good benefits. You go to work for him. And we're going to be talking about this. I'm going to be teaching on this as we go on. And we've got so many things planned. I'm so excited about 2019. Reaching for the lost. We're starting our training Friday with Connect Groups. We've got a few families we're going to work with, and then we're going to start spreading that out and have families all over this county, prayer meetings in their home, and precious people like Carol that come in and have a beautiful experience in the Lord. They want to be able to connect with someone that has that fervor. And we want to have those. I don't want her to have to drive 45 minutes. I, I, want, to, I want to be able to say to Carol or whoever, oh, there, there's a, a subgroup of our church. There's going to be about seven or eight. That's all. Just a few. Very intimate. And they're going to be praying tonight, one hour. They're going to be praying. They're going to take prayer requests, and they're going to talk about the Bible a little bit, and they're going to eat some cookies. And then they're going to go home. But it's a place for an individual to come with a special need and know that there are five or six people that know that need and will bring that need into their prayer closet and bind together with this thing. It's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference in people's lives. Made a difference in mine. That's for sure. All right, well, this together thing. Reach over, put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. You don't have to cross the aisle. That's fine. But just be close to someone and let's just touch one another here. And we're just going to pray together here just for a second. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's talk to the Lord about this message tonight. Father, thank you for your word tonight. God, thank you for making us one, God, making us one. Lord, we are a part, we are a part, God, of your kingdom, your blessings, your power, your strength, your name. Thank you for what you're doing, Father. I love you, Jesus. God, I'm asking you, Lord, bring this church together like never before. I know we love one another. I know we do anything for one another, but oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Help us to love one another no matter what the faults, failures, shortcomings, God. Be a strength to one another, Lord, an encouragement to one another. We got to make it, Lord. We're all just trying to make it. We're all just trying to make it. Oh, God. I want to make heaven my home. I want to make heaven my home. Lord, make us strong, God. Let it be that men and women can come into this building and feel the strength of unity and brotherhood and showing love to one another. Letting you flow through us, God. And Lord, as we come together, God, my prayer is that we come together as laborers in the kingdom. And that we begin to learn to work together with you. That you step into our midst and your power walks amongst us. And the blessings of God begin to move amongst us, oh Lord. When you're on the scene... There is no power in the hands of the devil. When you're on the scene, there is no power in disease. There's no power 
in these things, oh God. No power in fear. Jesus, when you come on the scene and, oh Lord, help us, help us to work, help us to go forward. Help us to labor, God. Show each and every one of us, Lord, I place our part. Lord, what we can do to open up our homes to the hurting. Open up our homes to the hurting. Open up our homes to, Lord, the precious men and women that God are become delivered, Lord. Touched by your power. They could connect and be loved and have a strength in the body. And as you said to Simon Peter, oh, this is what we're going to build our church on. And the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. Nothing's going to come against it. Not when we come together. Not when it's us and God. Oh, Jesus, help us to labor. Help us to be that church. To go forward, God. Reaching for the lost, reaching for our co-workers, reaching for our family. Help us not to give up. Help us to pray. Help us to open our mouths one more time. Help us to reach out one more time. God, I pray. Lord, help us to do these things, Jesus. Help us to do these things. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Give him praise. What a great God. Father, I love you. I love you. I praise you. I adore you. You're so wonderful, Lord. You're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. Amen. Well, find quite a few people. Just hug them, Jesus, and tell them you love them. Tell them you're your friend. Just don't tell them any secrets yet. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.